Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And today we've got a really unique episode for you. We've never done this before on the podcast. And so we're we're working without a net today. You get to watch as we do that. Uh, My guest today is somebody that uh, is a new friend and uh, is is a fellow uh, podcast host. I'm talking today with Jamie O'Kane. She's a CPA. She's got a, an accounting firm in uh, Centennial, Colorado. The firm is J.E. O'Kane CPA, and she's been in accounting since 2003. Her firm focuses on providing advanced tax planning strategies, tax prep, growth consulting, accounting services for women-owned veterinarian and dental practices across the country, uh, which I think is a super cool way to define your ideal client um, that's very specific. And so today we're actually going to, we're going to brainstorm some of uh, Jamie's marketing and kind of talk through strategy and you guys are going to get to listen along as we do that. So um, before we get into that, Jamie, give us, give everybody a little bit of background on you. How'd you get to this point? You, you've got a podcast called the Abundant Beans Podcast. You're doing all kinds of great stuff. Yeah. How'd you get here? Um, so I grew up in Golden, Colorado, um, home of Coors Beer, um, and then I ended up uh, going to CSU, uh, Colorado State University, uh, hopped around five or six majors, uh, finally ended up in the business school in my first accounting class and went, oh, this is the thing that makes sense. <laughs> oh, debits and credits and, you know, formulations and things like that. So um, that's how I ended up in accounting. Um, I think that was my fourth year in college. So I did all my upper level classes in one year between three different schools to get them done. Um, married my uh, my uh, my husband uh, the year we graduated. So we met uh, our junior years at CSU. Um, he uh, grew up about 30 minutes from me. So we were both natives, Denver natives, which is uh, rare right now. Uh, we have two kiddos. Uh, they are 11 and 9, and we're doing distance learning right now, which is uh, painful for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, we've, I can't we've assigned each kid a, uh, a parent coordinator. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, there's just two of them. Uh, man-to-man coverage is our preference. Uh, we uh, had a golden retriever for 13 years. He died last year this time, and then uh, we just adopted a new kitty. Um, I worked in public accounting uh, for a medium-sized, well, for a small firm in Colorado Springs and then a medium-sized firm in the Denver Tech Center as the tax manager for like eight or nine years. Uh, And then I went to a family office uh, environment, which was absolutely not my jam because I wasn't helping anybody. We were just, I was just doing data entry on tax returns for Scrooge McDuck, basically. Um, So that wasn't my jam. And so a good friend of mine that was like, hey, can you come help me with some of this work I have? You're the only person I trust, you know, come, come jump. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Same day I got a call from a guy to do contract work, contract tax work. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm jumping. Fun part was we were in the middle of houses. We were living with my mom. <laughs> we had sold our house and we were looking for another one. Um, so that was fun. My poor husband. My husband is a uh, mechanical engineer and very much likes security and things to stay the same. <laughs> uh, he got the, uh, we call it the roots and the wings. He's the roots. I'm the wings. So he, uh, he deals with change, basically. Um, he's the same exact person I married. I'm not the person he married, but he, he, he shifts and changes. So that's how my firm got started. Um, it's, wow been a while it's been a ride you know we went you know from you know 
just me. We now have, I have a staff of four um, and uh, we just picked the niche about six or seven months ago. It took me forever to decide, you know, who do we want to work with? Mm-hmm. Um, and that really just veterinarians um, and dentists, especially women owned, they want to build sustainable practices. They don't want to do what's always been done. You know, they're changing the game and that's what's fun for us to watch mm-hmm. those people grow and reach the goals. So awesome. I think that pretty much answers all that. We started the podcast about a year and a half ago. We're on about 80 episodes at the time of this recording, I think. Um, and it's really fun. It's one of my favorite things to do is meet new people. It is awesome, isn't it? It's a lot of fun to do. So how, tell, tell me again, how long has your firm been around? When did you start? <laughs> We've been around since about 2003, I think. Okay, so you've been... Oh, the, no, 2013. The firm itself. 2013. Okay. 2013. So okay. that, I mean, that's a, that's a significant, we're recording this in 2020. Yeah. So seven years, that's, that's seven quite an accomplishment. Years. Yeah. We, I mean, we got over that three to five year hump. Um, yeah. You know, I'm constantly changing how we do stuff. Uh, we do subscription based or subscription based um, billing. So all of our clients pay, pay monthly, which is fabulous. Um, takes the cash flow situation, makes it easier for us, makes it, makes it easier for the client. And then we don't do time tracking which is amazing. <laughs> yes. I had to do time tracking in my first business. And that was one of the, I had a handful of principles that I kind of wrote down in, in my notebook when I was starting this one. And one of them was not, excuse me, I'm not tracking time anymore. The other one was no receivables either. So everything mm-hmm. is yeah. paid up front. So yeah, uh, I mean, we have a small amount of receivables. We do some project work for clients, um, some consulting, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one-off projects, those have receivables sometimes, but you know, my team tracks them because a lot of them are hourly, um, but I don't look at it. I don't really care, <laughs> you know, unless it's yeah. just like, whoa, that's way over what happened. Um, I just can't. I have right. head trash around time tracking. Um, and I just refused to. So. Yeah. Well, so I, I think maybe the the best place to start is with mm-hmm. this decision that you made around, you know, focusing on women-owned veterinary and dental practices in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's a bold <laughs> move. Uh, I mean, I I work with businesses all the time that are struggling with this idea of who are they targeting, who's their ideal mm-hmm. client. You got really specific there. Yeah. What, what was that making that decision like and what led you to it? Um, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I talk to a lot of people. I listen to a lot of experts, you know, and, you know, the way to grow is to specialize and is to pick a niche. And I struggled. Oh, the struggle with that. Um, because I've always worked in general firms, you know, with lots of different types of, types of companies. We have a ton of different types of, you know, businesses and owners. We have rentals, we have engineers, we have a really, a really good sampling of businesses. And I've always worked with a good sampling of businesses. And it's been fun and interesting to do that. Um, and that's how I learned, you know, I learned in a firm that had everything from, you know, Wendy's franchises with 12 stores to, you know, mom and pop down the street, you know, sandwich shop. So it was really nice to always have kind of that variety of different kinds of companies. Um, But, you know, I really got to the point where I knew that picking a niche was going to really help our growth. Um, But it was just, what did we want to do for our clients? Wasn't very clear for me um, because tax returns are not fun. Tax returns don't 
value add, but tax planning does. Um, so it was, who can we tax plan for? Who can we give more cash to, to run sustainable businesses? Who really wants to do that? And then who, who do we really want to work with? You know, demographically, psychographically, you know, who are those people? Demographically, I just love women-owned businesses because they want to build sustainable businesses because they don't want to work 80 hours. They have families, they have things they want to do, they know what they want a lot of the time too. I mean, we don't ask women a lot of the time what they want, but generally they know. And women are graduating at a much higher rate for dental and veterinary schools. So they're also the ones that are coming out and being associates and buying businesses and creating businesses. Um, and then veterinarians, they're, they're, our big, they're our big push right now. That's what we're really going after. Veterinarians are doctors. So they're very smart people, but they also don't think they know more than they know about business and accounting and things like that. So I've run into a lot of doctors. I've worked with a lot of different types of doctors and they tend to be know-it-alls, um, which is just the way they work and that's how they do things and that's how they, that's how they are so that they can be really good doctors. Um, but I like to work with people who listen to what I tell them to do because I know my stuff and I want them to trust me as their partner. So that's kind of how we picked that's pretty much how we picked women-owned veterinarians. Actually, a really good friend of mine was like, how about veterinarians? And I was like, oh, I didn't even consider veterinarians. And I didn't sure. know why I didn't. I just never did. Everybody goes after dentists. Everybody goes after, you know, there's a large, you know. So he was like, what about veterinarians? And we had just been going through a whole bunch of stuff with our golden retriever at the time. Um, you know, hospitals and, our, you know, our veterinarian and just a lot of stuff. And I was like, they're just all so cool. Like they were just, not only are they like amazing and knowledgeable and take really good care of us and him, but they were just cool characters on top of all of that. And I was like, oh, maybe those are my people. Um, mm -hmm. So a good friend of mine is actually a veterinarian in Texas. And I was like, can I just pick your brain for an hour? You know, and I'll see if I can bring some value in the time or I'll buy a Starbucks or, you know, whatever. And she's like, sure. And so we just sat down and talked. And at the end of that, I was like, so you said cash flow is your big issue. And she's like, yeah, I was like, let's just talk through that. And so I gave her like some steps to do to, you know, kind of help with our cash flow in production. And like a couple of weeks later, I checked in, she goes, Jamie, I fired two techs. I've hired two techs. Everybody's in, you know, she's like, I fired the people who weren't in on the new regime, like cash flow and like things are good. And I was just like, happy to help. And it just, that's awesome. it was awesome. It was really awesome. And I was like, these, yeah. these, these are my people, you know, they're cool peeps. You know, if I can kind of break down what you did there, because uh, you did everything right. And, you know, you started thinking about where can you add value? So of all mm -hmm. the things that you do, what adds value, but adds it in a way that makes you money at the same time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you what's know, fun all, for us. Yeah, and fun for you. And that's kind of what we <laughs> always want people to focus in on is where where's the profit and the fun and the value for the client. When you find the intersection of that, that that's a good clue about where you know your ideal clients are living, but mm -hmm. then you kind of took it into the you know how they think, and you observe like okay, we got these two groups of professionals, they've got the money, mm -hmm. they can pay us, they mm -hmm. have big problems that we can solve, mm -hmm. and I like the way that they think, mm -hmm. right? And when you put yeah. all of that together, like it it's the recipe for a really easy to run business. Yeah. And that's, and I think that was, you know, that was my struggle too. Like I'm, I'm a CPA, like mm -hmm. very detail oriented. I'm very observant, but it also takes me a long time to make decisions sometimes because I wanted to make the right decision because once I make a decision, I just go for it full blast. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm a, if you guys are a disc people, I'm a CD. So 
as much as, as soon as I have enough info, I hit it hard. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it takes, sometimes it takes me a really long time to get all that info. But once we do it, like, I know that it's the right decision. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, great. Full in. So you've been doing that now for a little while, kind of mm -hmm. with that focus. Mm -hmm. And you've got a, a lot of really good different marketing happening. Mm -hmm. So what what's your big challenge right now trying to push out into this market? Yeah. So our big challenge right now is I feel like we have a lot of, I have a lot of the pieces running, but I know there's somewhere missing. And I guess, you know, one of my, one of my bits of confusion is like the strategy around all of it. Like I don't, nobody's ever handed me a plan. Like this is how, you know, cause I have a podcast producer. He does some of our, uh, he does a lot of the cutting up of our episodes and the content generation and things like that for us. But he's also doing like Instagram posts and stuff like that. And then we've, and then I've got two websites. So the podcast is on its own website and then the firm is on its own website. And I, you know, somebody asked me the other day, what was the reason for that? And I have reasons for that, but maybe they weren't the right reasons. So it's like, I have these, all these pieces that don't really fit together in a cohesive holistic plan that I understand is really what it comes down to. Um, I'm very strategy minded. So like I said, we do advanced tech strategy. I like strategy. Um, so I feel like we have nuts and bolts, like some, most of them, but I just don't understand what we're building. We have content. I have a ton of content. Yeah. You're prolific. Uh, I mean, I'm, <laughs> we're connected on social media now and you're constantly out there posting stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So with these two groups, the vets mm -hmm. and the dentists, would, mm -hmm. at this stage, would you describe yourself as being all in on those markets? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, we've been going real hard on the veterinarian market. Mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of, I've been doing a lot of LinkedIn reach outreach. Um, the veterinarians really aren't on LinkedIn. I'm finding out there apparently on Facebook, but the people who serve them are. So I've made a lot of really good partner connections in the veterinarian space. If you want to go to meet them, they're all on my podcast. So you talk about you know using podcasts to give people value. That's the purpose of the podcast for me um, in hitting that niche, which is yeah, really no, and fun. And I think that's great. And and if you think about it, it makes sense that the veterinarians are going to be more on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Because that's where their people are. That's where you share pictures of your pet, not on LinkedIn, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and I would actually think that if the dentists are anywhere, they're probably on Facebook or Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, particularly orthodontists. So, yeah. okay, well, that so that kind of gives me a little bit of a, a, a picture. So right now you're, uh, you've got a site for the firm mm -hmm. and you've got a site for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And have you, have you thought at all about for each of these groups, what they're kind of driving like daily frustration or their problem is what, what's kind of on their mind mm -hmm. that's in the realm of what you solve? Yeah. So a lot of it is, you know, around cash-based planning, it's around projections and budgets and, you know, tax savings, um, entity strategy, um, you know, the fun stuff. I'm also a certified tax coach. So, okay. you know, my, my, my brain is tax strategy. I'm just trying to visualize like a veterinarian. Are they walking around kind of, you know, I like the vet we take our, our, um, our dog to just trying to picture her walking around what she's thinking about during the mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess it's not like entity structure. No, it probably isn't. So it's, it's, have, uh, how do I keep more money in my business? Okay. So, um, and that would be probably a lot around cash flow. 
mm-hmm. than maybe some of the some of the other things that that you do. Mm-hmm. But I'll bet they understand cash flow, or at least the term. They know that they need it. Maybe <laughs> he's looking at my face right now, making faces at him. Yeah, they probably understand that they don't have enough cash, yeah. or they feel how like do they, they don't have enough cash. How do they How do they tend to approach their accounting? Like, are they mostly like checkbook? Business owners, if I got money in the in the checkbook or in the checking account, I'm I think good. Most business owners are that way. Oh, okay. I don't so really know very many business owners that are actually like, oh, I looked at my P and L and X and Y. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we're where we're trying to go here is understanding like how they're thinking about this huh? stuff on a yeah, daily totally. basis. Yeah. Because the first hurdle you got to get over is how am I going to communicate with them? And all of the complicated stuff that you're amazing at, mm-hmm. if you come at a, you know, a veterinarian or a dentist with that, they're going to go, what? Um, I'm not even thinking about any of that. I don't even know mm-hmm. if I have those problems because mm-hmm. they do, but they don't, they're not qualified to even know they have the problem. Mm-hmm. Sort of like if we go to the dentist, you know, we're not qualified to know we've got a problem in our mouths. Right. Oh, you know, man. they look around in there and they go, Oh, you know, it's going to be, $5,000. You need this surgery. <laughs> I, so, actually, funny story. So I had, um, I had a root canal January 2nd. They had to create five different crowns. I think we might be on their fourth crown. And then this whole COVID thing happened. So I have a temporary crown right now, but I have been through the crown fitting process five times now. Oh my gosh. So I actually think I could probably do it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you might. Yeah. You may be qualified for that. <laughs> I might be qualified now. <laughs> but you know, that. So there's often a big disconnect there. So, mm-hmm. so you, you're doing a lot of social media. You've got the podcast. What else are you doing marketing-wise? How else are you reaching them? That's where it all kind of goes sideways okay. for us. How are they, are they finding you right now? Um, they do through LinkedIn, through, through the LinkedIn outreach. Um, and then okay. also through, you know, other partners I have um, that service. That mm-hmm. um, okay. So it's been referral-based through the so bankers LinkedIn. and things like that. Your LinkedIn outreach, you're kind of reaching out and connecting either directly with a vet, a vet or with mm-hmm. a, uh, a okay, with a partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you ever thought about putting a book together for the, the vets? Yeah. So that's, that's on my list of things that need to be done. Okay. Um, so I guess, you know, here's where it kind of all goes sideways for me is me having to create all this content. <laughs> oh yeah. You don't have to do that though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I think, and that's why our current working machine is kind of keeps failing because I'm supposed to be putting together stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I do the podcast. What else do you want me to do? Like right. that's, that's where my energy goes. Well, so the, the podcast is really, really great. We've been doing them for um, a long time now. and mm-hmm. we, we work with a lot of businesses that are doing them. One of the things that we found with the podcast is that it is the most amazing conversion tool. Mm-hmm. We love it. So once somebody listens to it, you know, or they subscribe to it and they're hearing your voice mm-hmm. and, you know, you're very engaging on the podcast and they're going to feel like they know you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think we may have talked about this before mm-hmm. on, uh, on your podcast. On my podcast. Yeah. And you've got this great asset there where they're getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Right. And they need to know you because at the end of the day, when you're in, you know, this kind of business, mm-hmm. you're, you're more of the product than you maybe believe you are, right? Mm-hmm. Or we want to be a lot of right. the time. <laughs> yeah, we, we often don't want that. But I mean, people are connecting with the, you know, the person in the business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's relationship-based, especially with what we sell. It has to be relationship-based. Totally, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to advise someone on how they're building their wealth through their business. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you know, holding a pretty trusted position. So 
So the podcast is there and it's doing it. I mean, everything you guys are doing with the podcast, I think hits that. But just from what we've talked about and what I've observed, it looks like you're missing that kind of crucial lead generation piece. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And you you said... You said you've got all of these pieces out there. You can't quite figure out how they kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, you may or may not need all of them. Right. Okay. But you need one thing that's going to generate the right kind of lead and generate that lead so that they're coming in to you on, I like to call it like they're coming in on a vector. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I'll give you an example. So I just in the last month or two, I released a book called Podcast Prospecting and when someone requests that book, whether it's been shared by a partner or through maybe an ad that we're running, I know some things about that person already. Mm-hmm. Right? And they've kind of told me some things. They've told me, hey, I, two things. Number one, I need clients. And number two, I have at least a passing interest in having a podcast, enough mm-hmm. to have requested this book. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to kind of repel people that aren't going to be good prospects, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the really great things about using a book like that. First of all, it's very high value. People look at it like it's, it's extremely high uh, perceived value. Mm -hmm. And so they'll tend to uh, jump at the chance to get it. It's a non-threatening sort of format. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's easy to go to a partner, you're building all these great partnerships. Mm -hmm. It's easy to go to a partner who is got a bunch of veterinarians as clients and say, Hey, I just wrote this book. And, you know, I'm on a mission to totally transform the way that veterinarians handle their cash flow mm-hmm. and make money and save money and hang on to their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I wrote the book, because I see them making mistakes all the time. And I'm on a mission to get this into the hands of as many veterinarians across the country, you know, as I can. And I'd love to sit down with you and brainstorm who we could send it to. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you give yourself a way to, number one, take all of those relationships and um, and turn them into opportunities to generate leads. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're going to be doing them a favor. You know, and a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their heads around this. Well, how am I doing the partner a favor? They really need to give value to everybody in their network. If mm-hmm. they can show up and say, hey, I came across this great book by a colleague of mine. Um, I thought it might benefit you. It gives them an excuse to go talk to that prospect veterinarian. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives them an excuse to go talk to their client again. Um, and to be valuable again. And so you're actually helping them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you now know if, if you create the right book and the right title, mm-hmm. you know, and, and one of those vets go, comes and requests it because it's been referenced like that. Now you know a lot about that veterinarian coming into you and you get them coming to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, as I'm listening to what you've got, I think that's the missing piece. And, and what you're doing all around that with all the social media and all that stuff, all of that's great, but it doesn't, it usually doesn't do the heavy lifting of lead generation mm-hmm. by itself. Cause it's not specific enough. You're sort of just hoping that somebody will see yeah. one of my social posts and then they'll subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm. and then maybe they'll come along and you know, you're, you're relying on a lot of luck there. Exactly. And that's, and you know, I've realized that like we've done all this content generation, it's working, like people are finding me on Google now, like, what is the piece that's actually going to start paying me for all this work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think that's the, you know, that's the, the, the missing piece. So if you've got mm-hmm. something like, if you can create something like that, it doesn't have to be a long book. It just needs to have 
a really great title mm-hmm. that's really attractive to that person. And I'll, I'll tell you another story, a mistake that I made. So I have two books that are basically on the same topic. One is called Podcast Prospecting, and the earlier book is called The Exponential Network Strategy. And <laughs> The Exponential Network Strategy is a title that an engineer wrote, mm-hmm. and I'm the engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awful title. Nobody knew what the <laughs> heck that was. Um, and, it, and the book didn't work. And it just totally failed um, because people didn't look at it when they saw it and, and go, oh, yeah, I get it. I need that. You know, and, and so as you're doing this, you want to think about like working from what you're trying to sell to them Mm -hmm. and kind of working your way backwards to what's the sort of tip of the spear idea like that. You know, we talked about a few minutes ago, that that problem idea, you know, that, that Mm -hmm. painful thing, the thing they're worried about. And if it's, you know, if it's cash or cash flow or, you know, profitability or any of those sorts of things that's the title of your book. It's the tip of the spear. And then the book kind of, the job of the book is if they read it, it sort of logically walks them, you know, a chapter at a time back mm-hmm. towards Jamie's the person I need. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and so when you've got that in place, now you can do Google ads mm-hmm. and really targeted it at people that are searching about problems around a veterinary practice. You could do Facebook ads if they're on mm-hmm. Facebook and you can identify them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things open up to you and you've got all these partners mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you can create massive numbers of leads just like that. And you've already got, you've got the the one great asset that a lot of people are missing and that's the podcast. So once they come into your world, mm-hmm. you've got a way to stay in front of them every week. Yeah. It's funny. Everybody I talked to me was like, well, you have content. <laughs> that's a <Yeah>. bonus. <laughs> And I was like, good, because <laughs> that's the thing that keeps me up at night is, you know, creating more content. Yeah. Well, and I don't, th- I think you're, you're creating a ton. You probably mm-hmm. even don't, don't need it all. And certainly you don't need to be the one creating it because you're already creating all this spoken content and mm-hmm. it's easy enough to get a team to, you know, do all of the creation off of that. You yeah. Know? And they, they have been. Yeah. Yeah. I hand all that over. Perfect. That's not so, my expertise. <laughs> I, I, the, I think the way you want to be thinking about this is it's like you've got two paths in mm-hmm. one for the vets and one for the dentists. Mm-hmm. You've probably got a book that's about you start it for the vets. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine about 70 or 80% of that will be able to be copied and pasted into a book for the dentists. Yep. Right. And yeah, then copied and pasted awesome. into a book for the next niche you add on, if you decide mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And um, and now your marketing system is really simple. You've got these books that are generating leads through all the partners. Mm-hmm. You've got ads if you want to run ads, offering the books. You've got direct mail if you want to do direct mail to them because you're, you've got such a defined market. Mm-hmm. You, can, you, know, you can look at how are all the different ways I can now get in front of them. And, you know, and maybe one quarter of the year at a time, you look at, you know, taking a little bit of your profit and saying, okay, well, I'm going to experiment with another way, mm-hmm. you know? So start with your partners and then, you know, as you add clients through that, go, okay, well, let's do some Google ads. Okay. Let's, you know, that's working next quarter. Let's do some Facebook ads, you know, and, and layer these on top one at a time, you know, and then maybe after that you do direct mail, direct mail is dramatically underrated. 
and very effective, particularly to the kind of audience you're going after. And, and they're worth enough to you for it to give you an ROI, um, you know, and, and you can directly identify them. And so like the way we approach it is, um, you know, we, we have a, a concept called the target 100. So we have a list of the hundred firms that we're going after mm-hmm. right now that are, we can identify mm-hmm. and, you know, and so there, that's how we do the direct mail. So we're not spending $20,000 a month on direct mail. We're spending a very small amount, but to a very targeted group. Okay. You know, so there's ways that you can do all of that, but what, what you do when you get to the point where you've got these two working sort of lead generators in the books is that you don't have to worry about like your underlying marketing system. It's just how many different ways can I send people an offer for the book? Mm-hmm. And once they get that, they're now coming into our system. They're going to get followed up with for as long as, as they stay around until they buy, until they become a client. And to contrast that against what a lot of, a lot of folks do is they say, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get clients. And so I'm just going to try all kinds of stuff. I'm going to post everywhere. I'm going to create all, all this content. And, um, and you really don't need all that. It's really, really simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'll make a dramatic difference for you. Yeah. So I guess part of the hangout for us is this like follow-up system mm-hmm. situation. Um, I keep getting asked, oh, well, you have your email list, right? No, no, I don't have my email list. There's no email list. <laughs> How I are mean, you promoting the podcast? been some um, just organically. It's been all, you know, through LinkedIn and through um, our, you know, our guests and all of that. So that's the big way that we've been promoting the podcast. Um, okay. There so yeah, you want to, you want to yeah, start an whole, email list yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I, I should, probably should have done it two years ago. Mm-hmm. I have one that I don't use that hasn't been updated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the flow would be, you know, somebody gets an offer for the book, whether it's mm-hmm. a partner says, you know, mm-hmm. sends an email out and says, Hey, you know, my mm-hmm. colleague, Jamie put this great book together just for veterinarians, you know, and she's, uh, she gave me the chance to give it away for free. Here's a link mm-hmm. to go get it. And then the ones that are interested now will click that link, mm-hmm. come request it. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to capture those people obviously mm-hmm. in your email list and then By email. Yeah, you, you you definitely want the email address for all of them. And then every week you're sending out that new episode. Oh, so we're just, so I think that's where like I get a lot of head trash is like, do I have to write stuff every week or do we just send the podcast? You just send the podcast. So we, the way we do it, we write a little couple paragraph or a paragraph, mm-hmm. um, kind of a intro for here's what this episode is about to entice mm-hmm. people to want to go and listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all that is in that email along with a link to go and, and listen. Hmm. And then easy. below that, yeah, below that, we just put here are a few ways we can help you, mm-hmm. you know, and that goes in every one of them because in every one of those emails, we want to be able to tell them, you know, when you're ready, here's, you know, here's how we help. And, you know, we list, you know, one or two or three different ways we can help and how they can get in touch with us about that. So that way, everybody that, that we're attracting, all these leads that we're attracting, now we're going to be in front of them every week with some interesting and valuable content because the podcast is great for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, and you're particularly good at, at that medium. I mean, I've listened to a number of the episodes at this point. Um, 
I don't know, probably listened to a couple dozen because we've known each other for a while now. And, you know, it just keeps showing up every week. So, you know, you, you just have this way of like people get to know you through it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's a huge asset, but I don't think you need to create a whole lot of other content beyond that. I think you just email that out. Awesome. That makes it simpler. <laughs> Cause I'm already doing that. Right. You're already doing all of the hard work. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, podcast hosting was one of my strengths, but apparently <laughs> my father-in-law was like, did you like learn how to do this? Or I was like, no, I just ask people questions. I'm a professional question asker. Haven't you met me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're natural. So, but I think with those couple of things in place, um, you, you ought to be able to get to whatever goal you want with that group. How many clients are you hoping to add over the next year, year and a half? Um, we are looking for about 50 clients. Oh, that's a really achievable number. Yeah. We don't need very many. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do is just so high ticket. Yep. That's a, that's a very, very high ticket. Yeah. Very much so. Very achievable (laughs) number, you know, and, and this kind of approach, um, we'll take it out of the realm of, I hope they see my post and it'll Mm -hmm. put it into something that you can really measure, which I imagine will, you know, that'll really appeal to the accountant uh, in use. Yes. Yeah, that's the part where it just gets all very sideways for me. It's like, how do yeah. we track all this? How do we know it's working? How do we not know it's working? You know, what's happening? Yeah. So, so does that help Does that help bring it together? I know you, it does. you first started, you're like, I don't have the overarching kind of strategy and how to how to pull it all together and all the pieces. Yeah, no, no, is that, that cleared up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really helpful. Okay. It's really helpful. Are there parts of it that are... Maybe not as clear? No, I don't think, I don't, I guess, you know, the thing for me is, uh, you know, creating the thing and then, you know, that, that email follow-up system, like who's doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, who's doing all that, Um, you know, and how do we create that and what does that look like and all of that is really, you know, I get, I get caught in the weeds on, Mm -hmm. you know, what's happening on the back end too. Like, like I said, so like I needed some help with the strategy and that's really, I've talked to a bunch of people and really is kind of what they do anyway you know, or mm-hmm. that's what they've, they've said. So it like, I've actually talked to three different people this week. And so your explanation really just kind of solidified it for me. Um, but yeah, it's just all this back, back end creation and adding, you know, creating stuff and putting stuff together and whatever. And it's just, that's where I get to the point where I'm just like, oh, so much work <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to create the next the question. So the next question is who do you have on your team that can do it? And I bet you yeah. have somebody, if you've got somebody doing all of the social media content and all that, the skill set yeah. is not really very different to be able to do the, the technical stuff for the email yeah. list and some of that other thing, you know? Yeah, I guess. So the other thing that came up um, for us is, you know, we have two different websites, mm-hmm. you know, um, and why we have two different websites and if they're working for us um, the way we want them to, mm-hmm. um, which is a really interesting question because when we put it all together, when we put the podcast together, you know, I had reasons to have two different or have a different website for the podcast, but now I'm not sure. What was your thinking? Well, because I'm a CPA, there's just liability stuff that I just don't want to potentially deal with. Um, if, you know, I don't know what, well, you know, what do I know about that? And then the other part was, I don't, I mean, I don't love the CPA branding and I didn't really want to create another item with the CPA colors and branding and stuff. So, you know, it was part of the beautification options. Um, you know, I really wanted different branding. 
you know, okay. podcast. You know, I'm not a big fan of, of doing multiple sites like that mm-hmm. um, for most businesses because it overcomplicates the, you know, then the maintenance and management of it all. Mm-hmm. But I, and that's you know, where it all gets confusing for me because it's like create an email list. I'm like, but do we do it here or do it here or does it? Well, you do it both. Together. <laughs> Why not do both? Yeah. I mean, we can. We can just put them together. But I mean, no matter where somebody comes to you, if they are, you know, if they're interested in what you're doing, um, mm-hmm. you know, you may categorize them in multiple ways, you know, mm-hmm. so if they come through, you know, let's say you've got the book in place and somebody requests that, you know, a lot about them at that point, if, if it's the vet book, let's mm-hmm. say, you know, they're a vet as opposed to a dentist or an engineer or whoever else, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so you can categorize them like that. If they come in just for the podcast and you don't know much about them, you can kind of categorize them that way. Um, and all the email marketing systems do that. So I, I don't, I don't see that as being a big roadblock. No. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to collect those leads in both places and, and you want them to go into the same database and then just categorize them within the database based on, you know, where they've come from and what they, what actions they've taken. Okay. And, uh, and that's a relatively simple thing to do, but don't let that be a roadblock, you know, trying to determine where it, it exists. And that's one of the reasons I, you know, I always will caution people about setting up multiple websites because it creates this instant need every time you do something to make a decision. Yes. And that's you know? where it all kind of, you know, it's like, oh, it is, I have too many, like, like you said, like maybe I have too many pieces. And I think that might actually be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we created more complexity around something that probably didn't need to be have complexity around it. But you got it now. So, I mean, yeah, unless you're going to go and, and wrap it together. I think you just add, add email marketing to it. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think you just carry on from there. I would, uh, you know, I, I would put the books on the accounting website as opposed to on the podcast website. But other than that little detail. Yeah, you're right. It does just kind of create this. Well, do we put it here? Is that accounting or is it podcasting or is it both? Well, one way to look at that is that if it's a podcast episode, it goes on the podcast site and everything else goes on the accounting site. Okay. And then you've kind of got a division of labor. And and there are, you know, you're in a profession where the liability issue is not trivial. No, it's not. You know, and so there may be good reason to have them separate. Yeah, that's all really helpful. I made lots of drawings. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of arrows. <laughs> awesome. Which means I'll come back later and be like, what did okay. that all mean? <laughs> brain mapping, except it's now in my brain because I drew yeah. the things. So yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I think you've got a ton of opportunity. And, so, uh, so can I ask you what mail system, email system do you guys prefer? That's a challenging question. So we've used, uh, so much depends on kind of where you are, but based on what I know about kind of where you are right now, the, prob- two, the two that are probably the best for, for where you're at are going to be MailChimp. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my preference would be ConvertKit, and uh, ConvertKit's really simple to use, but it's got a lot of power behind it that's pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Mailchimp is really simple to use. They're adding a lot of power. It's not quite as accessible, um, from my experience. You know, you got to kind of dig into it a little bit deeper. But um, those would be the two. They're both really easy. They're both inexpensive. They both work great. You know, and and whoever's handling your website should be able to set up. You know the pages where people opt in. 
-hmm. you know, and you really only need, you need one maybe for people to get on your newsletter, Mm -hmm. you know, or to subscribe to the podcast Mm -hmm. so that they get that every week. And you need one for, uh, you know, for each book that you create and that's it. So maybe three pages tops that they need to create that would be hooked up to the email system. Okay. So that we know where they're coming from. Exactly. Okay. Helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I hope, uh, I hope this has been fun. This has been really different. I didn't know how this was going to work when we started out, but uh, I appreciate you playing along. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm always good to, you know, do something different. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's, so, always, it's always nice to hash through a problem with, a, with another expert. Well, so for folks who want to um, tune into the podcast, and they absolutely should because you've got some amazing guests. Um, Including you. you know, well, thank you. Where would they find the podcast? What's the best place for them to go? Um, so we, uh, you can go to the website, which is abundantbeans.com. Um, we also do video. So we're also on YouTube. If you want to watch me make a lot of faces, you can do that. Um, I make faces, lots of them. Um, my producer likes to, um, still do stills of my face and, you know, do fun stuff. And he's really humbled me basically on that. Um, (laughs) so I don't do video. You can go to the website. Um, and then you can do video or audio from there. Um, and we're on all the audio platforms pick one we're there and if we're not let me know and we'll be there absolutely so abundantbeans.com and uh and if folks want to find out more about what you do on the accounting side where do they go uh it's jeokeencpa.com awesome we'll link that up in the notes thanks for uh spending or a little hit time me up with on linkedin me and, i like yeah. linkedin awesome it's a good one yeah, and you post some amazing stuff over there. So there is, there's, it's just a constant generation content up there. That's right. <laughs> I know I have people be like, it's amazing. And I'm like, cool. Glad you like it. Cause I, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> I'm, I'm on to the next. Yep. I'm on to the next. We're moving on. Next, next podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, well, thanks for being here and uh, great to see you again. Thanks for having me. We'll talk soon. This episode of the Unstoppable CEO podcast is sponsored by the Unstoppable Agency. That is the agency part of our business where we work with professional service firms and create a done-for-you marketing program. And what that looks like is we actually sit down with you. We come together and define your ideal client with you. We go build a list of those people, and then we begin reaching out to them on your behalf to book them as guests on your podcast. We call it podcast prospecting. And it's a fantastic way to connect with potential clients and influencers that can refer you. And it's end-to-end a done-for-you system. And so if that's something that you think might be the right fit for your business, go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net. You can uh, find there on the homepage a link to a video presentation that explains how it all works. And if you'd like, let's get together and have a quick 20-minute conversation and see if we're a fit. Again, that's at unstoppableceo.net right on the homepage. Look for a link to the video that explains how it all works.